Your hand of mercy. 
while you're standing, while you're standing, while you're standing, that way you don't have to get up and down. I want to go to Job chapter 13, 15a, and then 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. If you would indulge me and put your finger in your Bible and hold your Bible up and help me say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I am not what you say I am, but I am what it says I am. I can have not what you say I can have, but I can have what it says I can have. I can do not what you say I can do, but I can do what it says I can do. And my Bible says, and my Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. If you really believe that, shout hallelujah. The Bible says in Job 13, 15, a though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I want to read it back to you in the God word version, it says, and every way we're troubled, but we aren't crushed by our troubles. We're frustrated, but we don't give up and quit. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're captured, but we're not killed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Are you going to pray for me today? We give high honor to our bishop, our friend, the Bishop Charles Edward Blake, the presiding bishop of the churches of God in Christ everywhere. Come on, let's praise God for him. Oh, yeah, you can do better than that. Come on, you can, don't, 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 don't let him become so common to you that you feel you just sit there and don't give him recognition. Come on, get on your feet. Let's praise God for this man of God. If he ever tells you that, that he has a guy that stands by his side, his nickname is Peter. It is I. I's the one that will cut your ear off. Messing with Bishop Charles Edward Blake. I admire his sons. He'd have to tie me down sometime to keep me down, but I praise God. Let's praise God for Sister Blake, who's not here. I want to praise the Lord for her. I want to thank God you already met my wife. Come on, stand again, honey. Stand, stand, stand. All right. One of the seven is here up there in the balcony. Ashley, stand. Stand, Ashley. Stand. Ashley and my favorite niece, Jerrica. 
my namesake Stan from Portland, Oregon. She came down to be with us this weekend. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I won't be before you long uh, on today and uh, to give you what God has given me. Just I want to thank you for inviting me up to get me out of that 122 degrees down in Palm Springs. So I am happy to be here, y'all. Y'all fanning in 85. I bless y'all. I, I walk around in t-shirts. Hallelujah. At 85. Repeat these words after me. God won't let me give up. That's what I want to talk to you about for these next fleeting moments. God won't let me give up. Satan, the most powerful enemy of God and all people. Satan is the ruler of a kingdom made up of demons. He is an angel of light with deceptive and seductive power. He hates God and tries to destroy God's work. Satan is real, not symbolic. And he is constantly fighting against those who follow and obey God. Satan's temptations are also real. He is always trying to get us to live his way or our way rather than God's way and he will do anything he can to get us to follow his evil, deadly path. Satan is waging a war against God's people. In the Christian life, we battle against evil rulers, authority of the unseen world, the powerful evil forces of fallen angels headed by Satan who are vicious fighters. Satan's purpose is to hurt and to cut the heart of God. Why? Because God has judged and condemned him for rebelling against God. Therefore, Satan does all he can to get back at God. And the best way he can do this is to turn the hearts of people away from God and lead them to sin and to follow the way of evil. Satan hates us, but he hates God more. I said Satan hates us, but he hates God more. More. And the best way he could get to God is to get to you. I will say this, and if you just allow me, don't get upset with me, but uh, I, I've noticed, and I was talking to my wife on the other day, is that uh, uh, we see the slogans and we see how many young men are being slaughtered and uh, how they're being slaughtered, and it seems there's no justice when they are slaughtered. And so I said to my wife now, I said, yes, things are going on, but we got to take another look at why things are happening the way they're happening. We used to be a people that followed God. We used to be a people that loved God. We used to be a people that said down by the riverside. We used to be a people say study war no more. It didn't matter what we did on Saturday night, but Sunday we found our way to church. It didn't matter how bad we were Saturday night and we got up Sunday morning and sometimes the wig wasn't on straight and the skirt wasn't on straight and the brother's tie was not on straight and his hat 
was on crooked, but he yet made his way to the house of God. When we stop serving God, when we stop worshiping God like we used to, God will step back and move his hand and things will happen. Do I have a witness in here? Do I have a witness in here? How many know when you follow God, great things happen? How many know when you stay with God, great things happen? No, I'm not saying that you won't have no trials. I won't say you won't have no tribulation. But I know one thing. It's better to go through my trials and tribulations with God than to go through them without God. Do I have a witness in here? Oh, yes. I would rather the devil beat me up any day of the week because if the devil is beating me up, I can call on God. But if, if God got his wrath on me, I can't call on nobody. So I thank God for who he is. Satan's forces are supernatural. These are not flesh and blood. But they are demons over whom Satan has control. They are not mere fantasies. They are very real. We face a powerful enemy whose goal is to defeat Christ's church. Although we are assured of victory, we must engage in the struggle until Christ returns. Because Satan is constantly battling against all who are on the Lord's side. That's why in 2 Chronicles 20 and 15, it says, Thus says the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but the battle belongs to God. How many know we're fighting a battle that if God don't step in, we won't be able to win? Too bad that many have tried to do it on their own accord. But you got to understand, we can't do this without God. And every time seem like you get ready to make a couple of steps forward, the enemy there to knock you back. Every time you think you're getting ready to have smooth sailing, seem like the enemy steps in and he wants to disturb your peace. He wants to disturb your joy. He wants to disturb your happiness. But every now and then you just got to grab the word and say, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Satan don't like you because you won't quit. He, won't like, he don't like you because you won't throw in the towel. He wants you waddling in the mud. He wants you to quit. But you got to stay in God's hands. Help me say stay in his hands. Luke 4 and 18 says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the, uh, recovering the sight of the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. The power of the gospel revolutionized lives. It breaks down all social barriers through open prisons, through open prisons doors, calls people to care deeply for one another and stir them to worship God. Our world needs to be turned upside down to be transformed the gospel is not in the business of merely improving programs and encouraging good conduct but of diametrically transforming lives not just touching you not where you just moved but your life is transformed if your heart is not touched a lot of 
of people, they talk with their mind and they talk with their lips. But until your heart is changed, you will stay the same way you are. That's why you still have slipsies. That's why you still have oops. Because your heart hasn't been changed. But when you keep your mind on God and your heart is with the Lord, every day that you live, every day you get older, you become closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say this without, without please, I don't want you to think I'm being vulgar, but let me say this. Uh, me and my wife had a discussion. Uh-huh. And you know, uh, men, when I say a discussion, I'm being nice because I'm in the pulpit. But we had a discussion. And my wife, we have a, a queen-size bed. And my wife wants a king-size bed. And I said, baby, I don't want no king-size bed. I like this queen-size bed. She said, but baby, I want a king-size bed. And I said, no, I like this queen-size bed. So she said, well, why do you like this queen-size bed? I said, baby, when we go to the hotels and we get in the king-size bed, I know you in the bed, but I got to find you in the bed. In the queen-size bed, I can just roll my hand over, and I know you're already there. I stopped by to tell somebody, quick, get God out the king-size bed. Put him in the queen-size bed, knowing that every time you look around, he's right there. You shouldn't always have to find God. God ought to always be by your side. Do I have a witness in here? Do I have a witness in here? Trials and grief, whether temporary or enduring, did not destroy the real purpose of life. The worth and meaning of life is not based on what we feel, but on the one reality no one can take away, that God has love for us. Because Romans 8 and 38 says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Job's grief, Job wanted to give up, to be freed from his discomfort, and even wanted to die. But God did not grant Job's request. He had a greater plan for him. Our tendency, like Job, is to want to give up and get, and get out when the going gets rough. To trust God in the good times is commendable, but to trust him during the difficult times tests us to our limits and, and, and our experience of faith and exercises our faith. In our struggles, large or small, trust that God is in control and that he will take care of you. Because Romans 8 and 28 says, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And then verse 30 and 31 says, moreover whom he did predestinate, 
them he also called. And whom he called them, he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? How many know when God is on your side? No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And then every now and then you got to go to Philippians 3 and 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto death. Although God loves us, believing and obeying him do not shelter us from life's calamities, setbacks, tragedies, and sorrow strike Christians and non-Christians alike. God is fully aware of every attempt by Satan and to bring suffering and difficulties upon them. But I heard my Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, there has no temptation taken you but such as the common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Say yes, somebody. That's what Job understood that even though God was in glory and the sons of God came to meet the Lord, the Bible says, and Satan came along with him. It doesn't matter how saved you are. Satan is still going to be there. He's going to try to attack you. And he asked Satan, wherefore art thou going? I'm going to and fro seeking whom I may devour. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, yes, I have. But you have a hedge around him. I can't touch him until you allow me. My brothers and my sisters, even though the enemy comes after you, he can't touch you until God allows him to touch you. I don't care what's going on. Don't care how much power he got. He still has to get permission from God to lay his hands on you. Satan says he only serves you because of what you gave him. But Jesus the Lord said, he said, go ahead and touch what he has. But you cannot touch his body. I want you to know today that even though, even though the Lord will release Satan on you, he limits how far he can go. He can only go so far. Say as somebody, Satan took everything Job had, massacred his livestock, came against his children, took all his cattle, and after he took it all, he was still mm, trying to kill 
Job. And Job let them know that even though you take what I got, take my house, take my car, take my possessions. Job said, naked came out my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job held on to his integrity. Satan went back to God. I couldn't make him cuss you to your face and die. But if you let me touch his body, he'll cuss you to your face. God said, go ahead and touch him. But there's a limitation to it. You can't take his life. He put balls on his soul, on his body. And when he put balls on his body, he had to scrape the balls off. Job's friends came. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, watch out for your friends. His friends came and they prayed for him. And they said, Job, I know my prayer get through. I am a prayer warrior. I know God hears me. If you haven't been healed yet, then you, there must be something you've already done. There are people who will accuse you of doing something wrong. But deep down on the inside, you know what you're going through. You didn't deserve it. So you learn how to hang on in there. Say yes. Say yes. Is there anybody here that went through anything? But no, you didn't deserve it. But God's hands stayed with you. How many know? How many know that God, the devil tried to take you out, but you stayed with God. He took everything you had. He messed with your children. He messed with your marriage. He messed with your home, but you hung on in there. Say yes. Say yes. If you hang in there, God will see you through. If you hang in there and don't give up and don't throw in the towel, God will see you through. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy comes in the morning. Many of the affliction of the righteous, but God will deliver you out of them all. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that your labor, your labor, your labor is not in vain. Your praying is not in vain. Your giving 
are just right for a miracle. I said you're just right for a miracle. God sees you and why you going through if you learn how to praise him. I said if you learn how to praise him. If you learn how to praise him. God will see you through. I'm almost there. In Psalms 34, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered from me all my fears they looked on him yes and were enlightened with their faces this poor man cried and the Lord heard and saved him out of all his trouble oh and see that the Lord is good. Hang on in there. Praise him till the devil get mad. Praise him till the friends get mad. Praise him till your children act right. Praise him till your loved one act right. Don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. God's invested too much in your life hang on in there hang on in there hang on in there it's all right now it's all right now look at that neighbor and say it's all right now tell him it's all right now don't you worry anymore it's all Listen, I'm done. I'm not done. I'm just going to stop. But you and the Lord has been through too much together to turn back now. You're not too old. God can still use your talents. He can still use your gift. Satan wanted you to just give up. And you wonder why I can't stop. I can't give up. Because every time he tried to leave, God snatched him back. Say, you stay right here. Why? Because God is not through blessing you. He's not done with you. There may be someone here today say, Brother Pastor, I was the one going to give up. I'm the one who's going to contemplate suicide. I'm the one that 
was going to leave the church. I'm the one who's going to leave God, even though God didn't do anything to me. It was nothing but Satan. But now I understand, out of all I did to try to quit, it was God that wouldn't let me give up. So since you recognize that, would you run to this altar real quick? And I just want to pray for you. Only, yeah, listen, only you know, only you know what you've been through. Only you know of the hard times, the tribulations. But God didn't bring you this far to leave you now. Why you walking up this way? Help me say, I don't feel no way tired. Come on, help me say, I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me now. Come, come, come. I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you. You can't give up. Too much time been invested in you for you to give up. He's endowed you with the Holy Ghost. And I know you tried to throw it away, but it was that power that kept you. So now you're here. Let's go a little bit farther. Is that all right? Let's go a little bit farther. Raise that hand to the Lord. Everybody say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. I acknowledge my wrong. I believe that your son Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and on the third day morning, God the Father raised him from the dead. Now, Lord, I open my heart. I receive you into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Now, if you want God to take you further, I want you to just begin to praise him and thank him. Father, in the name of Jesus, these that have come, these have, have come. The enemy came to sift them. He came to destroy them. He came to bring back loads of problems upon their lives. He tried to turn them back. But God, I thank you now for your power. I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your handiwork. I thank you for all that you're doing. God, I could have been strung out in the streets. I could have been killed in that accident. I could have been killed in that drive-by shooting. But thank you, Lord, that God, you held me. That suicide demon, I rebuke him now. I rebuke that suicide demon. I rebuke him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I push you away now. God is on my side. I can't quit. I can't give up. I won't throw in the towel. If that's you, would you praise him? If that's you, would you glorify him? If that's you, would you magnify him? Don't you dare give up. Lay your hands on your neighbor next to you and say, we're in this together. We're in this together. We can't give up. God is on our side. We can't throw in the towel. God is on our side. It's because of him we live, we move. 
and we have our being. I can't give up. I just can't do it. He's been too good to me. Late over in the midnight hours when you prayed, he was there. He's been too good to you. Come on, thank him, 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 thank him. You that just received the Lord for the first time and you don't have a church home, we have some urchers here, we have some people to work with you, you'll go right this way. They'll work with you if you're the first time here. If you don't have a church home, please follow them. They want to give you further instructions if you just accepted the Lord Jesus for your first time. But you that just came up here.